wasn't gonna drink tonight I thought I was doing alright When it passes through That thought of you wrecks my mind So I set that glass aside You can't say that I didn't try Oh, but I'll need something stronger Just a little bit longer, I guess Chasing water with whiskey And wondering how you did this to me I'm drowning my pain, hoping and praying Digging deep but sinking down low You can find me solo Trying to break free Chasing my water with whiskey All right, what's going on, everybody? Man, I just had a great conversation with Mr. Martin Joseph. That's his music name. Uh, we'll get into how you say his real name in the episode. Well, I mean, Martin Joseph really is his name. I just think that's his middle name. Uh, I will say this, and Martin, if you're listening, I'm still a little upset that we didn't have the microphones rolling for our kitchen conversation. But I promise all of you folks, somewhere down the line, and it's going to be a little bit of time. It's going to have to pass a little water under a bridge. But we're going to go back and have that conversation on the mic. I'm going to leave you all with that. So, uh, of course, as always, thank you to Just a Fan Photography, Miss Carrie Hood, for supporting the, the Mockingbird. We certainly appreciate it. She's amazing. You need to check her out. Just go to Facebook.com slash Carrie Hood photos. It's spelled C A R E Y H O D P H O T O S. And that will get you right to her. Uh, any musicians that need her help, trust me, she is wonderful and go see her. Uh, let's see, what else is going on? Um, I'm just going to think of a couple of announcements. This Sunday, Mr. Uh, Dan- uh, Lane Denton will be joining me at the Hog and Ale. For our uh, songwriters night, uh, my, the Mockingbird Live. Last week was Miss Lindsay Beth Harper. I can't wait for y'all to see uh, that video on YouTube. Um, follow the link down in the show notes. My YouTube channel is something I'm really excited about. So please, please go over there and give me a just hit the little subscribe button. It would mean the world to me. We're on the road to a 1,000 subscribers. Martin and I kind of talk about this whole social media thing. Um, but uh, we're on the road to a 1,000 subscribers. I think as to today, we got 34. So we got a little ways to go, but we'll get there together. Let me see. Let me think of anything else. I can't really think of anything else. Um, but, yeah, this was a fun time, man. I learned a bunch about Martin. Uh Martin and I have been friends now for a little while, but, you know, when we do the podcast, it really just, like, lets you sink in and really get to know each other. So it was a good time. So uh, I think I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, I'm going to play a little bit of his song now, uh, and then uh, we'll, end the, in, we'll end the show with a whole track from his EPA. Uh, EPA? Yeah, we've been talking a lot about government stuff. His EP. That's what I meant to say. Um, all right, that's all I can think of for now. 
I love every single one of y'all. Thank y'all for listening. Hey, one more thing. I know I said that the episodes will come out every Tuesday, and that is my goal. Uh, by the time you get this, it may be technically about 11.59 on Tuesday night, but it's still Tuesday. But my promise is going to be this. For the next time being, until I can get my schedule sorted out, which I swear I am trying so hard to do, I promise you that you will get a new episode every week. And I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, eventually, we'll get back on a regular schedule. Um, but until then, well, you'll get one every week. Next week, you're going to get the Bluebird 2. The week after that, you're going to get Mr. Um, oh, man, why am I having a brain fart? It's been a long day, y'all. Mr. Kurt Wheeler. Good Lord. Uh, so next week, the Bluebird 2. week after that will be Mr. Kurt Lee Wheeler. And um, then we'll keep going from there. i got some more interesting people lined up. But I promise you'll get a new episode every week. That's what I'm going to promise you. I'm going to shoot for Tuesdays. I'm going to try real hard. But some weeks it may not happen. It may be Wednesday, Thursday. But it, I will give you a new episode every week. I promise you that. And thanks for your patience. Uh, just trying to get a bunch of things accomplished while still working a day job and a nighttime job and a podcast and a YouTube channel and try to play music and actually be uh, the best husband I can be at the same time. So you add all them things together and it makes for complicated things when it comes for scheduling. But I will promise you we'll get a brand new episode every week. All right. Y'all be nice to each other as always and enjoy this episode with Mr. Martin Joseph. All right, everybody. Well, welcome to the Mockingbird. I'm here with Martin. Now, tell me how you say your real last name again. Wattenbarger. Wattenbarger. Yep. Is that right? That's it. Damn, I got it right. It's it's uh, it's just like it's spelled. Is it German? Yeah. 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 It goes. I mean, and it's not like recent enough. It wasn't like the grandparents or anything. It, right. But the name goes back to to that. So just like it's spelled, but it's just a long one. I think people see it and they start getting worried. Always. Like, yeah. I, that's me. I always look at the words or names, and I'm like. I think that's how you say that. Well, and some people's names that are, are they're not really phonetic, right? I yeah. Mean, it, it, as yeah. where like Wattenbarger is completely phonetic. Yeah, it's completely. It, it's just. I think everything should be spelled phonetically. Yeah. Personally. Uh, I'm, I'm convinced of that. Uh, <clears throat> start a petition. Yeah. If I was president, that's, that's one of the things I would do. So, first off, give everybody kind of a quick Cliff Notes version of. Who is Martin? Where are you from? All that because you're not from Georgia, are you? I am from Georgia. You are? Yeah. yeah. I grew up in a small little town, uh, down kind of like central west Georgia. So okay. down near Columbus. Okay. Manchester. Okay, um, yeah, I've heard of it. In uh, that's basically until I was sixteen and then we moved to Blue Ridge. Uh, so I finished the last couple years up in Blue Ridge. Okay. Uh, folks still live up there and then I went to college and Where'd you go to school? And I went to Georgia College in, which is down there in Millersville. Yeah, which um, it's actually, you know, it's back when I went, it was still a place where everybody knew Millersville as the old mental hospital, right? Right. But now that's beginning to fade, and Georgia College in and of itself is beginning to, like a lot of the Metro Atlanta, yeah, kids are, are going down there, right? And they're it's it's sort of rising in notoriety, so um, you don't you don't get that quite as much, but um, yeah, went went. To, to school there and then um, 
worked uh, for until this year, until fairly recently, uh, for I guess twelve years. I worked for Congress. For Congress, yeah, really. A lot of people, lot of people don't know that, and I really I, don't want to. I, I really don't want to go down that rabbit okay. hole because I left it um, yeah. for for a reason. And politics is always one of those conversations. That, oh like, yeah, we definitely want to go down politics. The, but how did you get? I mean, the, the how did you get started in that? Well, I mean, kind of like a lot of things that you would get started in out of college is you don't really know what you're oh, yeah, doing, totally. and you sort of have these things that you think you might be interested in, and right? I, you know, I, I was somewhat interested in it and didn't really know what it entailed, and, and I studied economics, and so I was just kind of looking for opportunities. Behind the scenes stuff, I was never one of those guys that yeah. like, aspired to be a politician, um, and that never changed. But um, I would have never guessed that. M- most people wouldn't, and yeah. I don't. And I really, especially since I left, uh, it, it's not really something I try to right uh, belabor, just because. You know, I mean, it's a that's a whole different world, and uh, but yeah, so I worked for a member of Congress, well, two different ones actually, over the course of twelve years, and really? was communications director when I left. Wow. Yeah. I would have never guessed that. Yeah. I would have never guessed that. But it's uh, if you got a creative soul, it's not something. I would, oh yeah. It's I'm not sure. something I would recommend to anybody. Yeah, I would think it would be kind of. It's yeah. It's it's antagonistic yeah. to your. To to that yeah. part. And I'm not a big I'm not a big political guy too. I mean, everybody has their opinions and. Well, really neither, yeah, really neither am I, and that was part right. of the reason it was just, uh, I mean, I, I got what, you know, I, I believe what I believe, and I got my opinions, but I don't feel a, uh, just never had that pressing need to, yeah. to argue with people. So you had to wear like a suit and everything to work every day? Suit, and, well, not a full suit all the time. When I'd go to D.C., because I, I wasn't based in D.C., I was one of those guys that, you know, because all the offices, they got their... Oh, here, I was thinking like Georgia Congress. So you're talking D.C. Congress. U.S. Congress, Oh, wow. Yeah, federal politics. Wow. Um, And so I was based in Georgia. Could have gone to D.C. I did go to D.C. uh, regularly enough and, and, you know, knew people up there. Would kind of go and and it was fun to go. I enjoyed that, but then I always liked leaving as much. Yes, yeah. oh, I'm sure. As well, I've as, been to DC a couple of times, and it's just I mean, some people me. live and breathe it, and they love being up there. Yeah, I I could go and even years into it, have it <clears throat> knowing the city pretty well and and knowing people. I just never felt the call to to relocate there. Yeah. Plus, I knew that wasn't even though I even though I kept getting strung along and just yeah. you know. That's that became what I did, so it's hard to pull away from that. But um, never, never wanted to to uproot and, and go up there. Plus, it's just expensive. Yeah, and, and it's you know, and it's it, cold. It's cold, and it's just not my. Um, it's not really the the thing that calls out to me. So, no. but yeah, so I did that for. Um, it was was based down here, and but it's uh, in, interesting times. I mean, I yeah, that's crazy, man. I would three, three I different presidents. Three different presidents, different control in terms of party in the house. Yeah, and it's you, and you know, were kind of right in the middle of it in a way, or at least kinda. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it, it, you're you're pretty much in the thick of things, and uh, I it, think yeah. I mean, I have no leg to stand on when it comes to this opinion, but I would think that like that's something your heart has to be like you've got to be entrenched in wanting to be in that game to it be either there. Need, yeah it either needs to be where your heart's at or it needs to be something that makes sense 
to get you where your heart's at. Yeah. Um, even if that's just to pay your dues and move on to a firm, you know, a, yeah. lot, a lot of people spend a few years there doing that. Well, what did you go? Did you go to school for like law or what? No, I, economics is. Econ- that's right. You and, said that. And I didn't. Um, I didn't go to grad school. Um, yeah. Wasn't motivated to to do that, but my my degrees in economics and. Uh, which is a good degree, I guess, to sure. have for that. But yeah. but it's, um, you know, it. I mean, except Washington doesn't pay much attention to economics. It's uh, <laughs> well, they do. They just uh, yeah. they just ignore it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> they, they pay attention and then ignore and ignore um, every bit ignore of what it. economic policy should should dictate that you do. Um, but uh, yeah, you a lot of poli sci people up there. I, I didn't do that. Um, you know, I kind of. Um, so, you know, it was just one of those things where, yeah, and I did a few, I did different jobs in that arena over the course of my time there, but, uh, you know, ended in the, in the communications realm, which is a lot of, a lot of writing and a lot of trying to translate whatever's going on and, and, and pitch it and, and, uh, you know, it's uh, a lot of, a lot of interesting people out there and, and usually the most, we'll call it interesting. Yeah. And the most angry are the ones that like to call their call their representatives. So right. You, so you deal with a lot of. Oh yeah, I guess that's of, true. Did you and you had yeah. to fail a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can't wow. really avoid it. No. Regardless of what position you have, it, it's um, mo- you know, most of those offices, you're, you know, to some degree, you're gonna. Yeah. You're gonna be on the front lines. Yeah. Of, of whatever political ire. Right. Is is going on, and wow. and usually depending, I mean. One side's mad because it's not enough of something, and right. the other side's mad because it's too much of that. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah, it's kind of yeah, and you never hear from the people in the middle. No, I mean, and it's, the thing is, I always used to say you hear about from from about five percent of the population, ninety five percent of the time, right? Like, a, wow, yeah, that makes most, sense. Most what you would consider average, they're not. They're too busy working. Yeah, they raising you know, going kids. raising kids and going just going living. to baseball games yeah. and taking people to dance practice. Yeah, or whatever you know. Yeah, they, they just, just living life. Yeah, they don't really do that, but um, yeah. you know, it, it's uh. So that's one thing I love about doing this podcast. Like before we got started, we were talking. Like, yeah, you should start your own podcast. I tell everybody that yeah. becoming like the Southern Joe Rogan or something, telling everybody they should do that. <laughs> but. Uh, that's the beauty of it, though. I would have never. I mean, I'm sure that sometime in a, the future of our friendship, it, it would have come, come up. But, yeah. but like, yeah. just I would have never. Well, and it's like I mean, I, without being completely cagey, I have to touch on that. Otherwise, it's like a complete mystery. But <laughs> yeah, because um, that that was a big part of my life. Until, sure, well, until twelve years year. is a long time. So, what do you do now? And, I mean, I know you you play a lot of music around. Yeah, and I, I mean, honestly, it was. I mean, since I in, in recent months. Um, a lot of what I've been doing lately was, I mean, it was a planned exit for me. Yeah. Uh, and I situated myself. So was this fairly recent that, that you left? Yeah, it was back towards the beginning of the year. Yeah. Okay, so. Yeah. It's been just, a little while now, and, and um, but it, it was, um, I you know, I've been in a time where trying to rediscover, honestly, yeah. a lot of. So you it, planned your exit, and you gave yourself a buffer to be able to figure out what's correct. next. I mean, you I, call it whatever you want, sabbatical or yeah. whatever else. But I also needed, I, I mean, at this point, because as here we sit in, in mid-August, I mean, it's um, next steps are, are, are building, and i got to do some other things like we all do. Yeah. But, but it was, and maybe, you know, even a little bit longer uh, stretch than I would have anticipated, but just through, I mean, it, it was good for me because... Yeah. Uh, 
it's just kind of what I needed. I, I was right. positioned. I, you know, I don't have, don't have a, a wife and kids and, and all those obligations. And yeah. I had, you know, because of the other things that I'd done, I, I could sort of give myself a, a chance to detox from. Yeah. That's awesome, though. From all that. That's awesome to have that opportunity. Uh, is good. Like, yeah, it is. And, you know, that comes with its own, it, you know, challenges of sort of, you're kind of doing a, a reset to a, to, yeah. a, to a degree, which is weird to be at this point doing. But, you know, for me, music was always... Yeah, has it always been there? It's always been there. I and mean, were you playing and, so and writing always, even in the midst of all this? I was playing It was probably writing. a really good outlet. It was. Outlet, I'm guessing. It, it was for a long time. And then towards the end, it, it just... It got to the point where I think I was just I stayed too long, right? You yeah. know, like it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, no, I know past, what you mean. Past burnout. Yeah, um, and I know what you so mean. F- for the the last bit of time, um, it, it was, you know, it, it got to where I kind of lost even the, that musical spark, that creative yeah. spark. Yeah. And, and you know, you're not in a good place right. when that, that begins to happen. And um, I can kind of equate that. I lived in Ohio for a long time, and I met a lot of good people there. Um, and I've told this story before on the podcast, but <clears throat> I worked on a cattle ranch in New Mexico. I met a girl from Ohio, moved to Ohio, got married. The marriage lasted nine months, and then I stayed eight more years in Ohio. Yeah. And I'm originally from Alabama, which I always like usually preface this story with that. But even then, like those last two years, I'm like, I'm not supposed to be here. Yeah. Not, and, and I probably stayed a little. And then when I moved here, I mean, I didn't play music, and I played a lot of music up there. Yeah. But even here, I was like, I had get, reached that point where I was like, ah, I just don't feel like going out there and doing yeah. it. And really, it came down to when I first moved back to Georgia, and Leanne and I, she owned a condo before we were married. She owned a condo in Smyrna, and she would come home from work, and I'm like, okay, what are we doing? What are we doing tonight? Yeah. Eventually, she like walked in the room, brought my guitar out. She goes, I'm gonna sit on that couch and drink red wine, and you're gonna take this and go find somewhere to play it. Like yeah. in other That's words, awesome, get out of here. No, I mean, that's awesome. And sometimes you need somebody to do that. Sometimes yeah. it's just a matter of getting, you know, kicking yourself in, yeah. in, in the pants enough to do it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it, yeah, I mean, for all those years, I mean, because <clears throat> it's always been there. I, I started, I grew up around music. Right. Um, my, my mother is a, still a music teacher. Um, okay. She teaches privately, so yeah. violin and things like that. I don't play violin. People always ask that. Um, but you know, I took piano lessons and, and was in band and things like that. But, uh, you know, like a lot of people did, picked up the guitar, uh, and started picking a little bit in, in the high school years, but didn't really yeah. do anything, didn't really sing right. until I went to college and didn't write a song until I went to college. Really? But, but you know, that once that bug got me, it never left. Yeah. Um, but then, you, you know, you just, you finish college and you got to go do something and then you just sort of get in that. Yeah. You know, if you're not that, if you're not one of those people that decides, hey, I'm going to pack up and go on the road or go to Nashville, right. you become one of those people who does it on the side. And, yeah. Um, you know, was always trying to, you know, work on things and the and the writing and everything continued to progress. And yeah, for a long time, it was, I think there was a, a, a decent balance for yeah. me. Uh, that existed, but towards the end, it was definitely past expiration date, and and that just kind of, you know, and what, even soon after, kind of being quote unquote free, you're like, okay, where, 
I should want to go and it, kind of like what you were saying where you just you didn't have it you're like you don't really want to yeah you want to want to yeah you want to want to yeah but you don't but you're so burnt and and, yeah. and you know it, well I would assume too and it's a total assumption that you know if you're in a in a world like that that is very I mean I'm assuming that every day is very from the time you're up to the time you there's going to be a lot of fires you're putting out there's a lot of things it's, are all, right. it's, it's like almost all you're doing it's like yeah. constant like yeah. it's a constant trying to get one step ahead right and then all of a sudden quote unquote you're just like oh now I don't even know what to do with myself yep right like yeah, you wake I, up one day and like no it's a it's a it's like you're on a you're on a train that's that's, that's what was that first day like it like was. Are the first day you realized? I'm, I'm sure there was a little yeah. buffer there, one or two days, where it was like, "Oh, this is nice." But then there's got to be that one day where you wake up and you're like, "What, what am I gonna do now?" Uh, absolutely. I mean, it, it was it, the first day, or you know, technically. Yeah. But it, the way real life often goes, is yeah. things are never quite as. Uh, they're know, never cut and dry. They're never cut and yeah, dry. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, they're kind of more anticlimactic. Yeah. It, there's a more gray area. Yeah. It's not like you're just done one day. It's kind of like a slow fade. There's yeah. a couple days where you sort of are still doing some things. And right. And you got to, you know, return the equipment. And, sure. you, know, you know, so it's like that's kind of the way last real life. emails. You know, the, the way life works. But, um, but once you actually clear that and, and you realize that you are done... Um, I would say at least for me I don't know if it'd be like this for everybody for for me it, it wasn't any kind of like grand moment of realization it was it was almost I kind of just realized how numb yeah I had been I can see that how old are you? 35 35 yeah so yeah. you're not that much younger than me yeah I can understand that though because like I would say intellectually I knew what yeah. was going on but you don't you know, to really when it kind of hits home, because, I mean, you feel the, you know, all the, the stresses and and things that come along with, sure. you know, doing something. That's that's you know that's a that's a fast paced. Uh, oh, I'm sure. Type environment, which Any, is so fast paced. I'm assuming you probably don't have time to really think about a lot of things anyway. I mean, I'm sure you have the reflective moments, but like, your life is consumed by it, this thing. Yeah, I mean, it, for the most part, it is, and and then you know there are times when it's. When it calms down, and, yeah. and 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 sometimes it's a complete, you know, madhouse. Um, but there, you know, there are days when it's not completely crazy. But but any of that can always change on a dime. And and it, uh, you know, being in the guy that was in based in the state for yeah. for a representative, you know, when they're when they're up there in Washington, that's what you're talking about is the stuff in D.C. And then when they come back to Georgia and and they're doing their their things out and about, then you're you sort of switch gears a little bit, but now, yeah. now you're in that out in the community role. Right. And so, you know, there's always something going on, but it, it was just, um, yeah, it was, it was definitely a, a big change. I know it would be, sure. um, but I, you know, just, you sort of have to go through the process of, of unplugging and sort of, it's funny that, what was it? This was the last time we were at, Last time I was at over there at Mad Life uh, mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago or whatever yeah. that was, um, and an old old friend from back in the in the goes back to the days of, of high school. Um, she taught there at the at the high school that I went to and hadn't seen her probably since I was you know probably been fifteen years. Yeah. But she lives in Woodstock now, so she came out to, to see the thing. She used the term creative um, rehab. Mm. 
and I, I thought that was a good way to sort of describe it because it's yeah. kind of what it f- has felt like to right. a degree, you know, like yeah. you, like you you just know that you have to sort of go um, go find those things that uh, yeah, and you know, and it, and it's I wouldn't say it's it's all the way there, but it's definitely sure. I've ex- you know it's definitely ha- it's been a good thing. It was yeah, um, it was a little overdue probably, um, but that's I think a lot of people fall into that trap, and you know you you just that's the way. Yeah, it's life. Yeah, it's life. You, you know, you, you know. Yeah, I mean, it makes me think too, because like a lot of the times, I'm 42. I'll be 42 in October, so we're not really that big of a difference in the grand scheme of things, age. But like, I'm at this point, like where I feel like for the first time in my life, I'm really trying to figure out what I want to be when I grow up. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Even though I'm like in my 40s. I mean, it makes sense to me because that's exactly what I'm Yeah, thinking. and, like, I think about that kind of stuff all the time. And then I think about, you know, because I'm a welder for a living, and I, I build, right now I build these super high-end race car simulators. But, like, and I love that job, but at the same time, you think, do you want do I want to bust my knuckles every day? Do I want to have all these scars on my arm from being burnt? Yeah. You know, like, what do I want to do, you know? And, that like, I spend a lot of time thinking about that right now. And... And then, then you spend all this time like, well, how do I make this thing pay? You know, like that's been on my mind a lot lately. Yeah. Like, you well, know? likewise, um, because that that is, you know, I mean, and that's where like, I, I'm at a, you know, not pick the pick the rabbit holes to go down, but yeah, you any know, of them. You gotta you gotta do, you gotta do something, and and um, it's it you know. So it, what do you thinking that something is? Do you have an inclination right now what that something is now that you're I mean, you're really, you've got this opportunity to basically do whatever you could possibly want to do. Yeah, I mean, as far as what I want to do, I mean, it... it Does it make music? It, Is that it? That, I mean, that's that would be the answer yeah. as, far as, as far as what I want to do. But yeah. to your point of making that pay... Yeah, it's en- tough. Enough to, to, you know... To live. Like, to, to live. literally live. Like to pay bills and eat, right? I mean, and, you and know, buy yeah, gas. Exactly, yeah, it's tough. Um, and uh, so you know, you, you find yourself, uh, you know, and to to some degree, I'm always kind of envious of those people that seem to have that ability to just say, "Screw it," and I'm going to do this. You know, yeah. kind of. I, my brain's not wired that way. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, I think about that a lot too. I mean, I think, and I guess, and this is another question that's been in my brain for a lot lately. Like, what really, truly is the definition of success? What is it? Does it mean you got a bunch of money? Does it mean, you know, does it... What What does it mean? And, I mean, I personally think, at the end of the day, for me, it's that I can do whatever I want to do and, and get by. And I'm nowhere near that. I'm yeah. not saying that, that would be my perfect idea. But, I don't know, I think we're in a weird time, especially for music... And I've harped on this a hundred times, a thousand times probably on this podcast, but it's this weird digital world. And I mean, I know you have a YouTube channel and you do a lot of stuff online. I really think at the end of the day, all those, everything's going to start going that way. It just, and I think there's, yeah, I, think so I think we all have to bring power and stick together and figure it out um, and start doing more music that way. Because if you notice, like, it's hard to get people out to places. Yeah, it's, it, it's weird. It, it is. I mean, especially if you're, you know, I mean, if it, it, right, if, if you don't have a fan base that yeah. you're not on the road, yeah, to try to get people out to shows and gigs yeah. in the same general vicinity, yeah, 
over and over. It, yeah. It's it's hard enough right. once or twice, and you know, but but if you're trying to like do that and theoretically make make your money off of that, yeah, it's almost it's, impossible. It, it's almost impossible because people are just too busy, and, yeah. and you know, even people that 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 do in fact support you, they just they're not you know they get home from work they don't want to go. You know, they're, yeah. not, they're not always going to be, and I can't blame them, and I don't, I don't blame them either. Um, so, you know, they, yeah, there's online and digitally, and you know, and, and there are people out there that, that find ways to to turn that into into money, and so yeah, the, the question becomes trying to figure that out, uh, and you know, put on your entrepreneurial hat, yeah. and or figuring ways to. To, to put the pieces together elsewhere, whether it's you know right. welding or, yeah. or taking my, uh, you know my bag of skills from another life and trying to, you know, which I'm sure you got plenty of marketable do. skills after oh, twelve I mean, years. I mean, it, that that I, that I don't think's a question. I'm sure you could parlay that into something. No problem. Yeah, I, I feel like it could, and probably will have to. Yeah, honestly. you probably will have to. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I'm not. That that's not something I you know there's no no tears to be shed there that's that's just the way it goes but um, it will um, but yeah not not in the world of of, of Congress again yeah and I can't blame you there <laughs> go find a, a private sector company somewhere that needs something um, but yeah you know I think every it just comes down to everybody everybody's really doing the, kind of the same thing that's trying to figure it out yeah right I mean yeah and that's that's where my head at, my head at, is at most of the time it's like you know I do a lot of songwriter shows because I, I have a lot of cool friends that write a yeah. lot of cool songs so I want them to have a place to play and, and this town's kind of limited to that I mean you have Eddie's Attic of course and then you have Ray Clay Theater both of which are attached to Eddie Owen in some way or fashion yeah. <laughs> who has always been a huge ambassador for songs mm-hmm. for literally decades at this yeah. point um, but you know there's not that many places. I mean, you could do open mics, but nobody's going to pay attention to an open mic. And truthfully, I just have a real disdain for open mics. And I understand. And let me preface that by saying, yes, I got my start in this town doing it too. But like, there's. No, it I sounds mean, elitist, and I don't mean it elitist because I think they need to be there. But I, I mean, I agree with everything you're saying yeah. because I, they do need to be there. They yeah. do serve a purpose, but I don't. Um, I. Certainly, at this point, I don't I don't enjoy them. Um, right, and I also like I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, some people say, "Well, you just you know you gotta just want to do it." Well, that that's fine. I can enjoy playing music. Yeah, at my house. Yeah, right. Like and not get paid for it. Right. And if I have to fight traffic and go to some obscure restaurant that yeah. has an open mic set up in the corner. Yeah. And play, wait around all night to yeah. play two songs that nobody's probably going to listen to, fi- and nobody's going to listen to, and get home, and and then just kind of, you know, it, and then all the while that's not advancing, you no, know, right? I mean, no. and I perhaps even to my even you know detrimentally, I I always look at things as what is does this work for? What's the purpose of this? Yeah. Right. So, yeah. um, you know, the the notion of of playing. Uh, those those type of things. So I, I know when I, I first I hear you. when I first moved to Atlanta, I did a bunch of them. I've done a bunch just of them. because yeah. I was like, I mean, I didn't know where the spots were, and yeah. that did lead to gigs and that. But I mean, then again, like, I don't know. I'm, I, 
I'm constantly frustrated lately because, I mean, I don't know how to put this and not sound like, you know, snooty, and I don't mean it like that at all. It's just, you know, sometimes it, yes, could I make a living, probably make as much money as I make now if I went out and played five nights a week? Yes. But it would not be a good, I mean, it it would be soul-sucking to play music when you're a, you're basically a jukebox. Right, and at that point, and so you ask yourself the question: Would would I be happier? Yeah, doing that. Which I guess it comes back to that whole idea of what is success, because right. you can have success on different levels too. So and, and some people uh, might tell you that. that oh, and I, that, I know yeah, people do. that. Yeah, abs- that's yeah. I'm good. Uh, for me, probably not. Yeah, I don't um, think I could do it either. I, you know, I'd I'd probably be happier individually if I could find you know a way to balance some, you know more even keel yeah. day job than the one I had yeah. and, and then still you know never letting go of the music and, and whatever if that's yeah. you know but it, it's yeah I mean when you start looking at it how do you make it work and, and the you know I mean it's uh, you know like the has been said it's like playing a game you know you'll never win right, right? I mean it's kind right. of there's a certain level of madness yeah. to, to even doing it at all yeah. And thinking that there's ever, but then again, you never know. It might happen. It might right. be that one song you wrote. Right, and that's kind of what that keeps somebody going saw back. on YouTube. It's the gold dust. I mean, yeah, yeah. It keeps going. they could. Yeah. You know, we were talking about before. Like for y'all that don't know on YouTube, like the way you monetize YouTube is number one. It's Google AdSense. That's how you make your money. So anytime you log on to a YouTube channel, or a video, you'll see the commercials. Well, the creator gets part of that money. But to get to that point, you have to have a thousand subscribers, which doesn't sound like a lot, but that's that's a lot. A lot of people. And you have to have four thousand watch hours. That that's a lot. Yeah. That will come just over over time, I think. But, but isn't it a, isn't it annually? Well, I honestly think once you get to a thousand subscribers, yeah, it, it may be annually. But I honestly think if you can push your if you can work hard enough to get to that point, I don't. Yeah. I, I mean, really think the ball will keep rolling from there, as and, long as you keep rolling. And it probably, yeah, and it probably they they've probably done those run those numbers, and that's well, I'm part, sure they part of what they yeah what they're accounting for. But yeah, yeah. I mean it's, um, you know it's. I don't even know what got me onto that. I guess I'm just thinking about how you you, and I, and this is on my mind a lot lately. Is like you know how do you monetize that thing? How do you because. It takes a lot of work to do. I mean, you've got, you know, what is it? Your is it the backyard sessions? Is that what you call yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Exactly. But but anything. I mean, that goes into work. I mean, you had to buy a camera. You had to set it up. You know, you got a few hours into this one little song. That's work. And then on top of that, you're pouring your heart out into this. This is this thing I wrote. And right. I'm gonna give it to the world. And to me, that's worth something. Now let me go back a little bit. And I know I've preached on this podcast a million times. You need to do things for free. And I do still believe that, but like I, this is just what's in my mind lately, because you know, like I do this podcast, and I sound super ungrateful right now, and I don't mean it like that. I really, really don't. But like, you know, you do this podcast, you do, you know, uh, different YouTube shows, different things, and like sometimes, I guess what I'm really getting at is like, is it worth all the time? Is it worth making this snowball? Is it? Yeah, I don't you, know. Yeah. I enjoy it, so maybe that's all I need to know. Yeah, but I, I mean, and I would say, I mean, yeah, I ask myself that too. And you have moments where you do feel like it's worth it. Yeah. And then other yeah, times absolutely. You don't. Yeah. Um, you have, you know, it's it's a 
it's a roller coaster of a, I mean, because you know, I mean, just like playing gigs though, right? Yeah. I mean, you go play some gig and it, it kind of invigorates you, and, and sure. it doesn't have to be, you know, it just sometimes it could be a small one, but it's just maybe, you know, it's people just are the listening. energy, and there's there's a few people that listened, and yeah. you know, and it it it, it makes you want to want to keep going, and there's other times where it just it makes you want to just kind of say, well, yeah. yeah. But you gotta, I, it, you know? I, you're probably like me. Like I always need some kind of creative outlet. Like I have to have something in my life that I'm doing where I'm making something that looks and or sounds cool, at least to me. Yeah. And I don't know. So I guess. Well, I guess, that's kind of the curse, right? Yeah. Having having that because there's some people that don't a, really, they don't have that. I mean, yeah. they they smart people and they yeah. driven and do different things, but to have to have that uh, that that burden of of being a creative type yeah you know is is it is yeah it is a burden sometimes cuz you know, and maybe that's what it all comes down to is that it is a burden sometimes to cuz there is this also there is definitely this underlying thing of like hey look at me look at me look at me and i don't know why that is you know a lot of comedians talk about like they became funny because they had a horrible childhood i had a great childhood so i don't know where the look at me thing comes from but I'm beginning to realize that every once in a while I have that it somewhere deep inside yeah, me. Yeah, I think I think a, a lot of I mean I think most people do to an extent. Um, yeah, I think everybody wants to be noticed. And then yeah. you know because you know in, in my case I mean I struggle with self promotion. Yeah, like that's you know I have I have to sort of make myself do things that that just promote my product. Yeah, right. Uh, I mean it, it. Some people seem to come by it more naturally maybe not maybe they right. struggle with it just as much and, and, and just, you know yeah. exerting more self-discipline I well know. I do I will say that everything I've ever seen you put up ha- always has this pro quality to it which I don't see that with everybody like some people just keep cranking stuff out there I'm like man come on dude pay attention to your your thumbnail pay attention to this that yeah. stuff's important uh, I agree and, and you know I got that's a, another story I got but, some you know I got some talented people <laughs> In and around, in, you have in, people that in, help you do that in uh, in in family and friend groups. Yeah, that, that's that uh, you know, so that, that helps. Mm-hmm. Um, because, but I but the same would be true. Like I, I don't want to whether whether I'm doing it or whether you know I'm tag teaming it with people. I, I don't want it to be out there if it's not yeah some level of quality, right? I mean, right. It can be representative of where you're at or you know what whatever you're not yeah. you're not necessarily a um you know whatever you want to call it the professional level type uh artist with all the resources that go behind it but yeah, yeah a level of quality so um but, but then again there's yeah. some people making millions of dollars a year on you know Instagram selling fit tea that they just recorded but then again, they have, usually it's girls with really nice butts. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing, though. Because, but back to the, I mean, it's all about, you know, at the end of the day, most of that stuff comes down to sales and marketing. I yeah. Mean, because, you know, the the number of subscribers, that's sales and marketing. Yeah. The number of views. Yeah. And, you know, and there's a reason that people can, you know, if, if you can become a an Instagram star or star oh, if I was a hot chick I'd be, mean, I'd have so much money right now it seems this, like it would I'm be it seems you. like it would be easier <laughs> there is no seems like <laughs> there is no seems like if I was a hot chick you wouldn't I would be so rich right now 
so rich. It, yeah, I'd be selling fit tea and and skinny yes. pills and booty good. sculptors <laughs> and and waist trainers and uh, uh, yeah, I mean, micro thing, bikinis. Though, yeah, more power to it, them. I would totally do it. I mean, if on just like with Instagram, I mean, if if you can get enough followers, yeah, then if you hold up a you know a beer can, yeah, you get paid a lot. Just because you took a picture yeah. with XYZ beer. Yeah. And yeah, some of those things are... Uh, you know, and that's some, just because you managed to yeah. you know, sell some yourself of those things that you are, got that it's, many followers. Uh, I think uh, at a certain point, it's uh, when you do like an ad and you hold up a whatever, just pretend it's Bud Light. You hold up a Bud Light can and you have a certain... At a certain level, you're getting 50 cents per interaction. You think about that. Yeah. Like Now, Joe Rogan, for example, he doesn't do stuff on his Instagram. But just imagine if he was doing an ad and there's 130,000 people that like that thing. Think yeah. about that kind of money. So if I was a hot chick, you <laughs> think I wouldn't do that? You're absolutely wrong. Y'all are wrong. I would do it. He would. I believe him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why, why not? But so, it's, I mean, that it is the world that, that we live in. Yeah. And some people are either... Uh, quicker to figure it out or more yeah. more prone to it but but yeah I mean back to your point there, there is a lot of stuff out there and I'll, I'll say it too where you're like I don't know that I I don't know that I would have hit the approve button yeah. Yeah. On, on that as far as quality but yeah. um, you know just trying to put stuff yeah even if it's just a, a video but like we were talking about earlier a lot of it is just continuing the content you gotta, yeah. you gotta keep because if you don't have a steady stream of content in whatever space you're in, yeah. Then you know it's uh, but yeah. I mean, it's I guess there's there's pros and cons. I mean, everybody talks about the drawbacks of, of streaming and the revenue and which has hit, you know, a certain part of the creative process. Like oh, songwriting. absolutely. But at the same time, it gives you a lot more outlets to easily reach people with your with your products. So yeah, um, totally. No, I don't think that means that. I don't think we've settled on the solution for, yeah, for the fair. And I don't, um, yeah, and I don't, uh, yeah. That's a, and I don't, and I honestly, the cat's so much out of the bag now, I don't even know how you ever reel it back in. Yeah. I mean, once once people have things for free, you're it's going to be hard to get them to pay for it after that. And, right. I, and I'm just as guilty as anybody else. Right. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, everybody. I mean, you can as a as a writer or an artist, you can quickly gripe about about you know, the streaming process. But then chances are you've got your you got Spotify you, you or you got, got, your got your own Apple Music and, or and it, well, yeah. and it, as a consumer, it's gold. Um, yeah, but, you know, I mean, and I think back because like, <laughs> when I was a kid, I mean, it, it was you, as the cons, the consumer was really just screwed. Yeah. I mean, that's why you that's why you taped off the radio, yeah. right? Yeah, it waited for the countdown to right. get the songs you wanted because yeah. what are you gonna do? Go buy it? You gonna buy the CD? You can't even listen to the thing no. to know if the rest of the songs are good, right? Yeah, you There's know no... one song that's on there. Chances yeah. are the rest of the songs aren't good. Yeah, and you're gonna spend your very limited funds on yeah. some, and, and then you get you know so it, and that was the the existence and that's why you had a bunch you know the copying and taping all that yeah. and that gave rise to Napster, to Napster. and all those yeah. things and, and then it was illegal and then you know uh, people sort of pulled off of that and once once the iTunes 
and yeah. changed things, and then the I, others came in behind yeah. it. And now we, the pendulum, and now has iTunes swung back the entire. And now iTunes is going away completely. They're getting rid of iTunes. Now it's just going to be Apple Music, which is basically Spotify. Correct. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. Yeah. It's, I mean, and you know the the providers of that are doing fine, and the consumer yeah. and the consumers yeah. are doing great. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, yeah, like I said, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, they. They can and they have tried to do some things to make it a little more equitable, but it's still and a pretty pretty menial as yeah. well as with the yeah. with the you know, riders and, and especially if if you and I'm acquaintances with some people that make their living writing songs and it's it's tough. I mean and some of these people have like literal hit songs. Yeah. Well, now you can have a hit song and not and make not make very much money, yeah. uh, because of the way everybody's consuming it. Um, it you, I mean, you know, in the in the mid nineties, if you wrote a hit country song, oh, you're set. You're gonna make a lot of money. A lot. You're gonna make. A you lot can of in money. yeah in the mid nineties, you could write a hit country song, sell it. If it it's if it hits it, number one, yeah. you're more or less set for life. Yeah, and if it paycheck. just does decent, you're still yeah. gonna make a lot of a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, and it is not that way anymore. I mean, even even people that that have the premier hit songs, yeah. are, you know, whatever. It, it might be a a nice chunk of money yeah. from from a nominal standpoint. But when you right. think about what it is, yeah, yeah, it's kind of amazing. And how much money it's producing in the grand right. scheme of things. Exactly. Yeah, it's crazy. So when did so, so you said you started writing songs in college? What what? Who were your influences? And what what led you to? Start writing songs. What was that first moment well, when you sat down and said, "I'm going to write a song today"? It, it actually, uh, there is actually an answer for that, because uh, I would say the whole notion of actually being able to write a song, like it, in my lifetime, I never really thought of my it, myself as like, "Oh, I could do that. Let me sit down and write a song. I can yeah. do that." Like it just was something I did not think of yeah. as being within my my. Uh, realm of, of possibility I didn't think it wasn't I just didn't it's just literally something you never considered it was just kind of like oh until when I went to college freshman year you know as, as often happens in those world you know some other guy's got a guitar yeah and he's playing some songs that he wrote right and it just kind of gets you thinking as well like, as inspired oh, me yeah you know and it's like wow that's really that's cool yeah. I, and, and you know especially if you have that in your you know in your soul yeah it kind of it lights that fire. So that kind of happened. Did you do any kind of writing before that? Like, I mean, did, were, did you take any creative writing classes? Did you ever write any poetry? Did you ever do any of that kind no, of stuff? No, I mean... Did I, you ever write a, a girl you like, some sappy no, note? No, nothing like I was, that? I, see, I did I, all that. See, I, I was never I was never the sappy... It was sappy. mostly the sappy notes to girls. Uh, yeah, I never had that in me. I don't think I... Still don't. Yeah, <laughs> Still don't. Totally cool. So, I, but I, um, probably, I mean, probably the most emotive that I'll get is in the song. Yeah. But even then, it's still not. But no, I, um, I, yeah, I didn't really do any of that. Other than the writing that I had to do for school or, or something like that. I, yeah. Um, I, I didn't do that. But anyway, so I, you know, I kind of got inspired with that. And I, I did take a music class in mm-hmm freshman year of college um, and it was just one of those generic things that they make you take and yeah. one of the assignments was you had to write a song a group project and so you had to write a song 
And so I kind of took that notion that I had in my head of... of you had to write it in a group? Well, it was a group project, and so theoretically, yes. But you ended up but writing it. But I ended up writing it. Yeah. Um, well, that's the way most group projects work. And, and it was just... And I didn't even really mind it, because I was kind of already in the, uh, that space of wanting to try my hand at it. And yeah. so... And I wrote a decent little, you know, fun song that, that you know, served the purpose for that uh, that project. And... Um, it, it's, uh, but it just for me that was that's when it kind of hit me like wow I, I can do more of that and I like that and then I wrote you know some more songs in, in college and and ever since um, and some of them had their day and went away and some of yeah. them never really saw the light of the, I mean you know how right. it goes like, oh yeah I mean because you know not every song that you write is created equal most are not and you, you have to there's the, there is that. I think everybody has to go through it where the realization that you don't have to save every song. No, you don't. And I don't mean save it in the sense No, I know of what like, you mean. But like, save it from, like the, from being from the trash bucket. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. When I was in college, my sculpture professor's name was uh, Craig Wetterspoon. And his sculpture professor at the University of Virginia, what, Com- what was it? University of Cotton? It's in Virginia. I can't. Commonwealth University. Is that it? Something like that. Anyway, doesn't matter. His professor's name was Lester Van Winkle. That's his real name. And Lester, every year before every new school year started, he came up with a new revised version of what he called Lester's Laws. And they were simple things like there's nothing worse than a red piece of sculpture other than a big, bad piece of red sculpture. They were super simple things. Um show up early and look busy like they were all these things but the one was make enough to throw the bad shit away yeah. and that one always stuck with me I don't know if that's exactly how it was worded but it was yeah. something in that neighborhood so yeah I mean I, well, Lord I can't tell you how many bad songs I wrote no I mean and some of them you you think I mean I would say you don't start writing it if you don't think there's a chance of it being yeah good. totally but then sometimes you realize that the idea is not good or at least the way that you approach it's yeah. not good some you write half of it and you just leave it at that sometimes yeah. you write the full song and then just it doesn't take and, right um uh so you know and just been doing that ever since and like anything that you keep doing i mean you get better sure um i mean there really is a craft like i've heard so many talk people talk no, about it is cra- it is a craft like, it, it absolutely is and just because you have an idea doesn't mean you're a songwriter no. Just because you have musical talent doesn't mean you're going to be a good songwriter. Yeah. It means you can be. Those things help, but you have to. Um, you got to hammer at it. You, you got to keep. You got to keep working at it. You got to refine the art of, of uh, of not. And just yeah. finding your own voice too. Yeah, finding your own voice, not not overstating things. Um, yeah, less is know, definitely more. Less in is my more. Opinion. I absolutely. It, it, and and being able to, you know, at the end of the day, it needs to be. I mean, it can be your own voice. It can be unique, but it it's got it's got to be something yeah. people would want to hear. Right. Right. But, uh, and I, I would say, you know, and and you need to whether you it's writing and writing with other people is something I've done very little to none of. It's something I want to do more of. I, I had this I'm idea. With, yeah, I'm there with you. Yeah. I, I just never have. Well, we'll set up a date before we leave, you know, right? Because nah, we're, we're both yeah. writing kind of the same world, yeah. kind of. Because um, it's just... 
Well, one this I'm idea close I, to it. I just never really you know, talking about going back to not really about YouTube because I mean we talked enough about that kind of stuff in my opinion, but it was good. I liked it. But one idea I did have for a, like a YouTube series is where we get three to four writers together. Yeah. Everybody comes like we sit down in this room. Like we'll put a table right here in the middle. Everybody brings an idea or a subject or a thought that they want to write a song around. Yeah. We put them in a hat. Shake them up, and we let like Leanne or somebody pick it out, and then we have to write a song Actually, about that. Like that. And then we film it, and yeah. here's the, here's the other. Yeah. And then at the end of the, you know, we put a limit on it. Like okay, we have I don't know, say three hours. We're yeah. gonna write a song about this, maybe two hours. I don't know. Maybe we don't overthink it. But then we write the song, and then we play it, just stripped down version. Put that on YouTube. At the end of we do this over and over and over again with different writers, and at the end of, say, I don't know, five or six, then we take all those songs to, like, Ben Ivey at Living Oak Studios or somewhere, and we record an EP, and then we release it, and we release it all together. I like that. And then you, well, then you got, like, let's say, you know, let's say it's me, you, and, I don't know, Deborah Lynn the first time. Yeah. And the second time, like, Greg Drews, Leanne Hutchinson, and Stephen Krausen. And then every time it's a different set of people. Yeah. Before you know it, let's say you have five songs. Worst case scenario, you just end up with a lot of probably pretty solid songs. Probably pretty solid songs that you can, and then you have, also have at the end of the day, you got fifteen people to promote this one chunk of work that y'all all did together, in some way or another. You make that a YouTube channel, exactly, and leverage it to get your and what well, and every well everybody everybody <laughs> yeah. does it. Yeah, I, I think there's room. No, that's a good idea. For I actually, everyone yeah. to have like their own YouTube channel podcast. That I mean, that kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier. But, but, and it also goes to the whole thought. Like we're in a digital world. Like, matter of fact, technically, th- this Thursday night, myself, Greg Drews, Leanne Hutchinson, and Deborah Lynn, we're going to do a concert window show. Have you ever checked out Concert Window? Mm-mm. It's pretty cool. There's a few different ones. We're actually we're moving it till September 13th. So if y'all are listening, it's a month from. This Thursday, more like well, actually a month from today. <clears throat> That's a, I'll tell y'all about that later. Nothing bad, but basically what it is is you. It's more or less Facebook Live, but you can kind of. It's a website you okay. go yeah. to. Yeah. You set it up, you stream it, and people can buy tickets and they can watch it from their couch. And I really think that's where the world's going to. And we were gonna do a songwriters in the round Thursday, but really at the end of the day. Greg Jerusalem realized he had to take his kid to soccer practice, which, yeah. I mean, I'm always be a dad above being this songwriter's name we're going to do. Whatever this is. Yeah. yeah. And, and none of us promoted it all that well, me 100% included. But um, but I think we're going to start doing more of those. Yeah. And we're just going to do them from my living room downstairs. And we're. No, I, like, I mean, there's no reason not to. First of all, I, I think it's a good idea. And I do think they're, especially once you sort of got it. Well, then you can watch it from home in your underwear. You can watch it butt naked if you want yeah. to. Nobody's going to know. Yeah, I mean, people, it, it's ease and, and there's, you know, and, and that's the other thing. Like, I feel like the, there's an increased market of just some of that non-traditional type. Yeah. Well, yeah. on top of that. I mean, it's like, the kind of thing that, you, you know, again, going back to the digital world. Yeah. I mean, some of the stuff that maybe historically 
you know, you'd, you'd hang out and just sort of watch people. But now it's... I mean, it really easy. comes down to, in my opinion, like, if you're not going to come to us, we'll come to you. Because I know the people are there. I know them personally. Sometimes you just can't get out of the house. I mean, there's been many a times when one of my friends was playing, and I'm like, man, I have the night off, but I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going. Oh, no, I've, I've been on both sides of that. Yeah. And that's why, and I got, you know, there's a lot of, of really great people that are, that are supportive of me, and, you know, some of them will be apologetic. I'm like, stop. Yeah, I'm not mad at you. Like, I'm really not. Like, that's why I wanted, to, I kept tomorrow saying. Tomorrow is your five-year-old's first day of kindergarten. Yeah. No, you're not coming you're, out tonight. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> like, it's okay. Yeah, that's why when I, back earlier, when I was like, I really sound like I'm being, like, you know, snooty or unappreciative. I don't mean it. It's just, you know. When the thoughts come to my head, they come out of my mouth. It's either a gift or a curse, and most of the time it's a curse. But a little both, like most uh, things. Yeah, but I think stuffs like that's interesting because we have there are so many great songwriters just in our it really circle. Is. Yeah, I mean, and from know. every different walk of life, from every different kind of music, from you know, yeah, it's just well, and it's I mean, it's the nature of of any kind of art where it's. There's there's just such an array of, of of the product. Yeah. That I mean, and, you know, and it, it incorporates everything from the individual personality to musical ability to yeah. what they like to listen to. Right. And it just you know, you end up with with something that's, uh, that, yeah. I mean, it, it, if you get out and start running in those circles, you see a lot of the same faces and and meet some new ones along the way. But you, there really is a a, an abundance of, yeah. of talented and one thing I've, and I've said this a bunch on this podcast before too is like it's such a supportive group right now like everybody is rooting for each other yeah. and I love that because it hasn't always been that way yeah I, that's what I've found um, yeah. it, and it's definitely you know, if it wasn't it would make it a a less, cause you know, a less enjoyable experience, cause it's yeah. already, you know, you're you're having to force it, yeah, right. I mean, yeah. everybody, I mean, you have to make it happen. In other words, right. it's like it's not that you're forcing it, but you have to make it happen with with life, yeah, very easily, making you just say, well, forget about it. So, right, um, but well, I like the idea. Yeah, I gotta, well, it's, we're gonna, gonna do, it. do it. First one's gonna be yeah. September thirteenth. Y'all remember that. It'll be Deborah Lynn, Leanne Hutchison, Greg Drews, and myself. We're gonna do it from my living room, and I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about having a small live audience too. I'm thinking about doing that, just a, a handful. And then yeah, yeah, like just some, it, some, I mean, I could, live, some live golf yep, claps. Yep, my living room's not that big, yeah. so, you know, how many people? I'm thinking about that. We'll we'll think about that. Maybe that'll be a, a Patreon, only. Yeah. Maybe that we'll figure out something. It, uh, that's actually yeah well I mean it's it, more than anything it's just content and interesting content yeah and I, I love songwriters in the round that's why I love doing my Sunday show yeah like I number one and you probably noticed this too like you know especially like I, you know I do so much stuff at Mad Life right but when I'm doing that I don't get to necessarily pay attention to that person on stage right. And like Sunday, I just get to sit down, we talk about the story, and then I get to just sit three feet from that person and listen yeah. to that song. Well, and I love that. No, I, I love that. And it actually, I mean, going back to like the, and I kind of even lost sight of this, but the first time I ever, in retrospect, really, the, 
that connection for me in songwriting. Mm-hmm. And it was not as a, as a, oh, wow, I'm going to do that. Yeah. It was just as a, a consumer. It was yeah. when I was probably 13, 14 years old. Who was the person? Remember, well, it, was, it, it wasn't really a specific person. No. It was a show. Do you remember the show live from the Bluebird Cafe that used to air? Oh, yeah. It, yeah. Like, because as a, when I, you know, if you'd asked me what I was going to do when I was a 12-year-old kid. Yeah. It was going to be a baseball player, right? Yeah. And so, and I was a big Braves fan. We always yeah. watched it. And, you know, Turner South or whatever it was sure. used to air, oh, yeah. um, you know, and for however many years, and it's probably only two or three years that they did that. Yeah. But they did live from the Bluebird Cafe. Yeah. And still on YouTube, by the way. And and it's, I remember watching that, and it, it was I was just mesmerized yeah. by the stories. Oh, that's my favorite part. And it, it, like it was so cool to me to hear somebody who wrote the song. Yep. You know, and I mean, and it was always, not always, but most of the time, it was the writers to the hit songs. Sure. Right? Sure. Occasionally, that would blend over, but yeah. not usually. Like Very, every now and then, it's pretty rare. One of the writers would be, but usually the, the you know the writers were these guys that, and sometimes they were better singers than the artists yeah. sometimes they couldn't really sing at all at all but they would throw it out there yeah and you know I mean I remember to this day I remember it because it was the guy could not sing yeah but he wrote a bunch of hit songs including um Just to See You Smile yeah Tim McGraw song yeah. you know and I mean he was this a guy who had been a newspaper reporter yeah. for a bunch of years and didn't really like his job and right. did it and quit and decided he was going to Try to write songs, and he he did it during a good time because yeah. it was in the early nineties. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> but, time. but you Around know, I mean, before country died, um, it's coming just, back now. Though uh, you know, and guys that 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 wrote you know hit songs for fill in the blank, but um, that was just mesmerizing to me to yeah. hear to hear those those stories of of that song that you knew. Um, and and that kind of stuck with me and, and came back around all these. So yeah, and I and I'm not unique in that regard. I, Almost everybody that likes to sit and listen to music yeah. likes to hear the stories behind the songs, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's you know it's it's why there's a market for still for places yeah. like Eddie's Attic. Well, and that's what uh, Buddy, who owns the Hall and Ale, when he first approached me about it, because he wanted to just do a live streaming show, and he said, "Think Bluebird Cafe," and I was like, "I'm in, dude." I'm in, period. And I was like, that's cool, but we're going to do, you know, I'm just going to do it as a as a Mockingbird thing, Life in the Hog and Ale. He said, that's cool. And that's and I, that's yeah. basically what we do. I think um, you're you're on the list. It's kind of, I don't remember the date. You probably, you might. It's coming up. You're the, kind of, uh, oh, the, the Sunday? The yeah, I it's, can't remember. It's, it's soon. It's a, it's a week from Sunday. Yeah, because Lane Denton is this coming Sunday. Yeah, yeah and then you, following yeah. Sunday. Yeah. If I, man, my, my calendar... It, like if my calendar got erased, I'd be so lost right now. Dude, that, but it'd um, be terrible. That's uh, it's a that's a cool thing though. That, yeah. That that you do there. Um, well, what I want to do eventually, what I think I'm gonna do, is because every week, because I, I I I got smart this week. I had Lindsay Beth Harper, who was all. Do you know Lindsay Beth? That's a funny story, and I. I need to ask my mother because I cannot remember because it would have been after I was out of the house. Yeah. But I think she took music lessons from my mother. It's very possible. Because she's from Fannin County. Yep. Could ask her. I 
We could totally ask her. Well, but yeah, like, I don't, it was one of those things where I was like, because when I first saw her, saw her name floating yeah. around, I was like, that sounds familiar. Why does it sound familiar? She's from up there. And I, I was like, maybe, you know, because ever since I left, you know, wasn't leaving, living at home. Yeah. You know, I would hear my mom sure. talk, talk about my her names. And, yeah. You know, and so. She's just but, telling so you about I her job. And I don't even know. That may not be, that may be true, so. Lindsay, well, I got Lindsay, if you hear this and that's not true, sorry for yeah. spreading random things. But if it is true, then I'm, then we'll see. Yeah. But so anyway, it wouldn't. That being said, me. I haven't met her. Well, you need to in you, person. You'd like her. Um, Number one, she to me is like, you, you just take all those '90s country ladies, like all of them, like I don't know, Susie Boggess or um, uh, help me out here, Pam Tillis or any of those that were in that, you know. Uh, Kathy Matea, like that, she to me is like this new version of that. And I'm really into well, that. That's good because I was a fan of all of those. And <laughs> yeah. I, I think the industry could use some yeah. more of yeah, that. Absolutely. But what I did is I got smart, kind of off on a tangent, but when I filmed it this time, normally I film, you know, me and the person. This time I just put the camera on her. And because every week I haven't written any new songs lately. Yeah. So it's me playing almost the same songs every time. It's like, well, nobody wants to hear that every single time I release this. Right. So now I just cut out my parts and just put, you know, the other uh, artists. Yeah. But I think what I'm going to do in the future, once all the, everybody that I have booked, I think I'm just going to start booking two separate songwriters and then just let them, let them go back and yeah. forth, and I'll just host it. Yeah, that would. Eliminate the problem. Yeah. Well, that's I mean, because if you're there, every, yeah, like yeah, every week. I don't mind. You can hear my voice, and I can be on camera, but yeah, every week it's just like, well, y'all. I mean, how many times y'all want me to play steps of the rhyme, and y'all heard this? Yep. You know. Well, yeah, and and it also kind of keeps you from getting. I would, maybe keeps it from getting less stale for yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know. Yeah. Well, but I, I do. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it's not it, it hasn't right. yet, just because I enjoy sitting and listening to the stories that they're telling and having that intimate moment, you know, to hear this one thing. But um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm bad about going off on tangents. Just so you know, no. that's what, what happens. What are I mean? What are podcasts? We yeah, that's what they're for. On tangents. It's. Uh... So who were you? Who were your influences when you first like really got into songwriting? It, like. Probably one of my, I mean, if I'm being honest, probably the. It can be one, anybody. One, of the, early, like one of the earliest, <laughs> probably my earliest songwriting influence, and still one of the major ones. But as time has gone on, it's been more balanced. But initially, is a guy named David Wilcox. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, out of North Carolina, mm-hmm. Asheville. Uh, very much a a modern day troubadour yep. folk singer. I mean, you talk about stories mm-hmm. and singer songwriter. I mean, he is the master of of taking a concept and weaving it through this yeah. metaphorical, you know, and and hitting you with some sort of yep. life. Le- I mean, it's hard to find somebody, in my opinion, that does that better than he does. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, I the hurricane, right? Show the way. Those, you know, he just. Tremendously gifted uh, songwriter, but the way that, you know, I don't think he ever plays in standard tuning. No. Ever. That's even um, like, um, what's his name? Um, 
Travis Meadows. Do you know him? Uh, the big. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna he, get to never, him, so. never, ever in standard yeah, he, tuning. <laughs> he's he he likes he plays in in like open C variations yeah. a lot and and which and a lot of times when I'm out doing some of the songs that I play out the most, uh, those are in standard. But yeah. I, I have several songs, especially from an earlier time that I wrote in in alternate yeah. tunings, and I still love to play in those tunings. Yeah. Like, it complicates things if you're, you either need other guitars or you, right. you have to do a bunch of tuning. And uh, if you're not really good at that, and sometimes you know, I mean, it's one thing if if it's your if you're David Wilcox and it's your yeah. show. Yeah. Uh, it's another thing if you just got a bunch of people drinking yeah. and they don't want to sit and watch you. Right. You know, crank on and you can't really hear and you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, but I love playing those and it changes the whole attitude of the guitar yeah it does like um i went through about a year ago well, actually maybe a little bit longer i went through this thing where i, I spent a lot of time in op- open e and then in ohio days we did a bunch of stuff in open g we called it open jesus because that's what uh keith richards always played was open you know almost yeah. all those stones things he's yeah. had some variation of open g but it does like you know when you play you know you're constantly writing songs and and I do this, and this is no joke. Every song I've ever written, I put the capo on the second fret, and I play it in the key A, and it's G, C, and D. I write the song, and then I change the chords, and possibly the melody. Because the way my head works is I need a meter. And so, like, the words are going to fit in this meter, and then not necessarily this one, right, but right, right. they're going to fit syllables start yeah. to count. And, and and it becomes this weird mathematical equation. And once those all fit, if they all fit, you can turn that song, you can change the melody, you can turn it to a waltz. doesn't matter as long as they're in this. Well, see, that's fascinating to me just because, and, you know, when you talk to songwriters, people write differently. Oh, right? yeah. And, and there is no right or wrong yeah. way to do it. Um you know, because people will ask me. That. I think most people that write songs for people that don't write songs. The common thing that they like to ask people that do is, you know, how do you do it? Do you do it yeah. this way? And, and you know, I mean, I would say for me, I do it about the same way pretty much all the time for mine. I don't switch, but if you go to somebody else, yeah, they're gonna have a different right. method. I mean, for me, it's a I, like. Is I, it the words first? It's. They, it is a marriage. It's an idea. It's a marriage of the two. Like, so they grow together. Really? Me. So what, when you, do you sit down with the guitar and you, you uh, just start I, picking? I, usually, I got the guitar and I'm at a piano. Okay. And I, oh, I wish I could play a piano. And I, I oh it, yes, that picture you put up. Yes, you should start doing that. I do, and I, I'm you working should. on that. I'm going to get that. I, I've been bad about. Um, you absolutely should about do doing that, that, but uh, that's a, that's a whole different dimension of of stuff that I like to do. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's, I would say a lot of times it does probably technically start as a melody. Yeah. But as far as writing out the melody. When you, and when melody, or, like, do you already have the words or in your head you just got this, you know, this hum along thing? No, there's usually, usually it'll, the melody oftentimes finds me. Okay. Right. I mean, it's it, it's. But literally, just like a, this musical line. You see what I'm saying? Well, it, and yeah, or but is it's it like a, it's words like a, that find you that fit in a melody. Is it you, I, the the words? It's a real heady question, but. It. And it's not. I mean, they will. When I say like I, 
it's usually the same process for me. It, ultimately, the, the song will be written in its entirety together with, like, matching the, the, the melody and the, and the lyrics. So, okay. the, like, I have a hard time. Like, I, I'm not going to sit down and be like, I have an idea for a song and write out, you know, verse, verse, chorus, verse, bridge, chorus. Oh, no, chorus, no, no, no. And totally then not. be like, okay, let me go put this. I can't. I mean, there are people that have written songs that way. There are people yeah. that partner with. And people. that's what that's kind of what I mean by the meter. Like I have to have in my head this like, and maybe that's my own weird way of melody, but I have to have this structure in my head that these words I'm about to write down, they're going to start here and they're going to end here because this chord's going to change here and this chord's going to change here. So maybe it. Well, and to some degree, I would maybe say that's the same. I, I probably thing have my own version of doing yeah. that because. Sometimes I will, I will kind of, I almost even hate to say come up with a, a, a because a lot of times, honestly, it feels like it's coming from somewhere oh, else. Oh yeah, I totally, like, I, I like, totally understand. To say that. I came up with it doesn't even seem fair, yeah, it's because like it's you, like, it, it was given, I always uh, not, feel, not to be like weird, yeah, but it's no, like, it, no, just, I totally agree with you. You're like, like I don't know Sometimes I feel like I had my antenna pointed in the right yeah, direction. Like, I, I don't, I don't know where this, uh, you know, I mean, the, it, and so sometimes you do that and you're like, wow, that's a good, that's a good phrase. That's a good couple bars. That's yeah. a good lick. And so you sit on it if you don't have something that goes with it right now. And then you wait on an idea and the lyrics that match See, that. See, I never could do that. that see, see, that's where you and I would definitely differ. If it, and I've said this before, there's only been one song I've ever written that took more than probably two hours. See, I'm the opposite. See. Because I am a... Probably I lose to patience a, with it. To a fault too slow no I don't think because no, I don't necessarily think that's I, a fault I, it's just different I will like I am a slow songwriter yeah. I, I I hear people talk about oh I, I wrote this you know I wrote this and you know on in the car on the way here or whatever you know and that kind of thing and I'm just like wow I, yeah I've never done I, that I you know What's but like, even even just front to back and that's it like I, I'm more you know and maybe some of it was just the management of the amount of bandwidth that I had all those yeah. years sure um, could very well be I, you know and so I would I would allow it to sit there because that, you know um, and then sometimes it's just an idea for you know you get the hook right the lyrical hook in your mind you're like that would be a great song but I don't I, I it needs to fit yeah there's with, been... with the the right melody no that makes sense um you know I mean it with you know like with water with whiskey which is yeah. probably one of my more popular songs I mean that that hook came the the lyrical hook came from a gig that I was playing up in DC actually, and um, you know I I, I said that because somebody handed me something they, they um, I had a water and mm-hmm. I finished a song and I took a swig of that and then somebody handed me a whiskey yeah and then I drank that and I said I like to chase my water with whiskey yeah um, you know and I remember at the time I was like that That's pretty I feel like idea. there's a song there. yeah right and, and it was. X amount of yeah. time later, that I, you know, kind of the 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 primary riff came to you know, right. and so for me, it's you know, but yeah, I mean, I, you hear all different kinds. Yeah, and you know, and that, of approaches, and and you, at the end of the day, it's what, what well, works for. Yeah, you, no, I, you know, yeah. And the more I think about it, there might have been times it took more than two hours. See, I used, and I may have told this on the podcast, I'm pretty sure I have. But my buddy Matt Burrell, who 
lived down here for a while, but we started a band in Ohio called the Alabasters. And he and I wrote a lot of songs together. And he's the only person I've written a bunch of songs with. But we used to have a process. We would buy a bottle of Wild Turkey 101. That's that's a good way to... We, his granddad... Get started. Owned a farm. Like 80 or 100 acres. And we sit on his granddad's back. Burrell lived in a house on the front of the farm. Nice house. Not like a farmhouse, but a nice house. But then... His granddad had a little bigger house in the back, and his granddad would spend the uh, the winters in Florida. So we would, you know, well, Matt would make sure that the house was taken care of, the grass was cut and all, or whatever, mm-hmm. snow was plowed, whatever. But we'd sit on his back porch, and we'd put that bottle down, and we have a notebook. And I have a very, this is the God's honest truth. There's many trees that have died because of how I write songs. This is what happens. You put, he'd put the bottle down, we'd start writing. We'd talk a little bit. We'd write a little more. Talk a little bit. So we'd get the first verse, and it'd all be right, written nice and neat. Then you start the second verse. And as soon as I mess up, but we come up with it, I scratch it out, and as soon as we get that next verse written, you rip that piece of paper out of the notebook, and you start over writing it. And so you rewrite everything. Then you work on the chorus. And you keep working on the chorus. Every time you mess up, that page comes out, and you rewrite everything. And by the time you get to the end, the song is perfectly written. I don't mean it's a perfectly written song, but everything that when, like, I am finished, this page or two pages, three pages, however long it ends up being, is all perfectly crisply written. That's the most OCD way to write songs and the most waste of paper. But it's true. It's 100% true. And all over the, you know, the back deck, there'd just be these crumpled up pieces of paper. Yeah, I mean that's it's a know, so it's a fascinating. I I everybody has this, it's it's, it's magical in a it weird way because it, it, it and yeah to at the end of the day I mean you create something and like any kind of creative process but music I, I maybe I'm biased because I'm I'm a music guy but you know music has such a very it's a pretty special thing yeah. for the human experience. Yeah. Right. I mean, oh, it, yeah. It's one of the most special things. And and so to to be a part of uh, of that is it's just a cool thing and the songwriting is cuz it's one thing to play music for people yeah. but when you, you you know can bring something to life yeah. um and and create that uh, cuz I mean you create a story, you create an energy. And, and there's and that you know the cool first thing. time you write that song <clears throat> I'm around a lot of different songwriting things. And you'll see, you know, sometimes I'll see these really young songwriters that are writing about their life. And um, I'll give you a perfect example. Um, Amanda Rourke. You know Amanda? Yeah. 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 About a year ago, I saw her perform the first time. And I was like, she's good, but she was super nervous. Yeah. There was this tentative, tentativeness about her. Yeah. Flash forward a year later, she just won the last finals at Mad Life, and I'm and she came off the stage, and I was like, "You're not the same human being that I met a year ago," because yeah, all I, of I didn't us, see her a year ago, but she definitely is, yeah. she is a very uh, a, she's too, a very confident, yeah. strong stage. Yeah. yeah, and then it was Cody Bolton is another person that's like that, but you see this moment when the first per the first time that person writes a song, and people start hanging on to words. You can write, I, I remember writing all these songs and then one time I wrote a song and I, I wish I could tell you the name of it, but I remember the moment, the feeling. 
looking out in the crowd and I saw people literally hanging on to what I had to say yeah. next. Yeah, it's and it, that's when you're like, that's an intoxicating oh, feeling. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's got to be the same thing as a comedian, you know, getting a big big laugh. It's this. The first time I made somebody cry was the happiest day of the songwriter yeah. for me. Well, it's like I mean, and that um, one of my favorite uh, country writers and, and artists in general. I love the song Jamie Johnson. That's why I write songs. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, and that's yeah. But I mean that. That's yeah. why you do it. I mean, yeah. and maybe it's, maybe some people do it because they just you know. I mean, certainly when it comes to pop format and all yeah. that, they do well, it I just think to make money. But that's that whatever. I mean, yeah. But you're at, you're most songwriters. I mean, that's that's what you do it for. Um, because you, uh, I mean, you love to do it. But at the core of the reason you love to do it is because of being able to connect with people make them feel that and that goes back to you yeah. feeling it right I mean, yeah absolutely like doing you know being able to to create that that moment for somebody else that, yeah. that you had with some of your favorite writers you know is, yeah. is, is a cool thing yeah totally sure. I it, totally um, 100% agree but, yeah it's yeah I mean the first time you can elicit a, like a response from the crowd is is a pretty special moment my favorite thing to elicit, I mean, I do like to sound so bad, but when you see somebody crying, that means it hit them straight in the heart. But my favorite thing is to make somebody laugh. Because yeah. that's, it's actually way, I could as write a, a, as a... As a songwriter, it is easier to make people cry, cry yep. than it is laugh. Yeah. Yep. Making people laugh is hard. Yeah. Which is why I have a lot of respect for comedians, because yeah. there's, there's a little bit of cover as a musician. Yeah. Right, because it's music. Oh, especially if you're a stand-up and you walk out on stage like, and you're yeah, naked you with out, a microphone. You can go out there and play, even if you're not that good a musician. Yeah. You can go out there in most places, if you're not in some, you know, really tough crowd place. Yeah. There, people are, but as a, as a stand-up, I mean, it's, that's a tough thing. I mean, yeah. just to you go gotta, out there. And you yeah. got a bunch of people staring at you and make, it's like, and make me laugh. Exactly, they're all looking at you, make and, me laugh. And make me laugh. You suck. Yeah, and right. There's no. Yeah. In, there's not there's like no, an in between. No. Because as you know, maybe okay, you go out there and you write a song, and some maybe you know, and people just sit and listen, and then they clap, and you don't really know, or uh-huh. they don't listen, and it's that kind of environment, and, and you're just you don't used know, to it. Yeah. Right. But as a as a comedian, and you walk. Yeah, it's crickets. Yeah, it's uh, I, you know, and it, yeah, it, it's uh, it's a tough thing. So yeah, but. To your point, uh, making yeah, making people cry. I mean, that's that's if it's if that's what the song's supposed to do, then that's a yeah. good thing. But yeah, yeah, I don't mean it's but, malicious, but to, but maliciously to, right, making right, people right, cry. No, no, but, I know. But I'm just saying you. But yeah, you, to make you pull a response hard. out of somebody. And if you can do any that, kind of response, if you can do that, it's uh, you know. But yeah, it's it, it's just a cool thing, and and it's uh, yeah, I mean, working with. And that's why going back to like writing with other people is still something I think I I need to do just because I think it's a helpful process. I mean, I know when I did um, the first studio work mm-hmm. that I've never had a a period of time that sharpened. Oh yeah, it makes my everything. Yeah, than working in the studio with you know because. You, you can't float in and out of time. No, nope. you you're you can't have shaky structure on no, your. No, you're in the moment, 
it, it's you know, and 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 everything's under a microscope. Like you're everything's under for a the microscope. first time ever. You're, and I love being in the studio, but yeah, but I you're, I do too. And but it, it was, you know, because I've done, uh, I've done an EP which has five songs, and then I did three, uh, as far as that have been produced in the yeah. studio. Um, so like a five song EP, and then I've done three different digital only release singles. Um, you know, and and I did the the EP first, and I remember on on that that first time that I went in there, yeah. you know, uh, it, where it's yeah, you talk about feeling in over your head. Oh yeah, and uh, you know, and especially if you're there to record original songs, and yeah. it's like wow, okay, I'm a newbie. I don't know what I'm doing. Y'all are professionals, and here's my diary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Here. and yeah. Know, Man. Yeah, well, and not to mention, like you know, you're you're singing into a microphone. You're by yourself. You have headphones on, and it's and all you, foreign to you. Well, it's all foreign, and yeah. then on top of that, everything that's coming out of your mouth is going directly into some dude you don't know or girl that you don't know's ears. Yeah, like it's a super. It is a super awkward moment. And just you know, but it, but back to the point of where it makes you better is, you know, you have to. I mean, you gotta make sure that you get all those songs laid out yeah. with a crisp structure make sure you're staying in time yep. and it's easy when you're just an up and coming person that likes to write songs and plays them sometimes yeah. you know versus that that moment you know where you sort of switch over and then that carries over into performing by sure. yourself live where yeah. you, you're never quite as sloppy yeah again yeah you start practicing uh, with um, a metronome you start doing crazy you know, things like that but it, you know it also I mean you know like anything else but practice in all the different forms but yeah I mean the that stu- the studio work was and I, I was fortunate because a lot of you hear horror stories with people that you know that paid a lot of money yeah. and for somebody that does not care and basically yeah. they're not producing their engineering no right and they're just l- I yeah. I didn't want that to happen and and was just you know I, so I was it, it kind of slowed that process for me but when I finally did work with um uh, the, the folks that I did. Where'd you record it at? I recorded all the stuff that I've had produced. I recorded at um, Down and Deep Studios. It's okay. right. It's off Freedom Parkway. Okay. So yeah, like right near Inman Park. Mm-hmm. Um, just like if you're on that street, it's going to take you right down to the heart of Inman yeah. Park. It's just kind of off. Okay. Back towards um, just this little building. But uh, Zach Brown, I think, cut it out yeah. on there. Um, and uh, I worked with a guy named Marty Kearns, and great guy. Um, and he, you know, he, he he didn't just, like to my point, he didn't just engineer. He, yeah. he you know, I was honest with him about, I haven't, you know, done much, I haven't done any studio work, and yeah. kind of need somebody to sort of uh, take the reins there, but I, I still want these to, you know, be representative of what I want him to be. Right. And he did that, and um, he has, you know, connections with Atlanta area musicians yeah. that are studio guys, and, and they were all, you know, great guys, and so you, you pay them, and they come in, they're pros, and they, they do their thing. Yeah. But, um, but uh, and it was a lot more fun the second time around. Yeah. When I, when I did the... Well, yeah, yeah, you're, yeah you're Because little, then you can enjoy it a little more. You're a little like, less... Feel like you are drinking through a fire hose. Yeah, exactly. And, and just, you know... Yeah, you're a little and, and less just that, you know, it's headlines. intimidating, you know, and, yeah. and they were all great, but it's still intimidating because yeah. they're your originals, and even if you're, I don't care how confident you are in your songs, it's, you start 
analyzing anything that yeah. closely, and yeah. you start to wonder, you know. And you start going, I wonder if they like my songs. Like, I do, yeah. Yeah, anybody does. And, yeah. of course, you want people to like your songs. Yeah. But, you know, and you also know that, you know, I, so it's, but even that is a good exercise for, you know, anybody out there that, that might hear this or, or otherwise. I mean, if you've, if you've got your songs, if you've written, if, and you, you definitely need to do that, not just so that you have a recording, like, but like, do it the right way, because there's nothing magic about hitting record. You know, no, <laughs> like, no, like, in fact, no. that can, that, be, exactly that can the, discourage you yeah. faster than just. It's about actually anything. the exact opposite. Because if you don't do it right, yeah. and it's, you, you know, you listen back, yeah. and go, wow, dude. The first time I recorded this podcast, like I'd been in the studio several times. Like we did a full album, and then did a, a another EP, and like a. We've done some stuff, but the first time I sat down, I sit. It was actually at our old house, but I sat down just the microphone and like I would start recording, and then I'd play it back. I'm like, that sounds terrible. So I'd start over because the first episode was just me, you know. I was like, man, it sounds like Southern NPR or something. Like this sounds <laughs> does not sound like great. Nobody that listens to this is gonna be like, I think that's Greg. No, they're like, who is that? Yeah. What? So. Yeah, and I, it's the same principle, you know. The first time you amplify and you all those things, you're like, it. You learn out. You learn where you stand pretty quick. Yeah, and and you know you you learn your ability to to take the you know the the fire, so to speak. Yeah, and and move forward, which yeah, um, and then, you know then it becomes fun. But yeah, it's just it's a totally different process of. Of uh, than just playing and singing, um, yeah. but you know that that is a and also just the it irons out. I guess it would depend on who you work with. Yeah, but I worked with with not only you know talented producer and and musicians, but also guys that you know understand songwriting. Yeah, and you know so little things where they're like actually you know what that phrase let's hit that again you know yeah. in other, in like not from a let's do it again but let's the song should and you're like yeah that that's the kind yeah. of line that like a nice little turnaround you know, or something yeah and, and just stuff that you may you didn't think of when yeah. you wrote it and you're like absolutely and yeah it's then, like a brand know, new set of ears on it too yeah right and it, and that helps refine your the structure with which yeah. you write songs and and so it, it's uh... Stephen Morrison, the the engineer at Madlife, and I were he was on the podcast <clears throat> last episode, and when we were talking about it, I was like, I've always considered the producer if they're really truly producing, not just engineering, like you said, mm-hmm. I consider them like an extra member of the band. At yeah, this point. absolutely. Like one hundred percent. And like, I like when they have ideas I like when they're like well let's try this or let's try that or you know right because yeah and you, if you if you don't like it then you veto it but yeah absolutely yeah you can tell and, and veto- in, you know in my case the guy that produced for me he's also a talented musician in his yeah. own right as they often are and he's you know keys is his primary thing and yeah. I mean you know he he laid down all the all the key tracks yeah. um, you know I play piano but he's for that you know better at, yeah. at that and you know he added you know the, the Hammond and things like oh, that nice. and so you know but yeah absolutely so when it comes to it, I mean 
an engineer, that's somebody who just knows the equipment. Right. And is basically just... Yeah, it, but a know. real producer almost uses his whole room, his or her room, as, right. as an instrument. It becomes yeah. a whole different thing. And, yeah. those, and those are rare. Like Aaron and Nancy over at Greenhouse Studios... Which is right down the street. They're great. Yeah. Steven at Mad Life's great. Sounds like you had a great experience. I mean, well, yeah, there's I mean, plenty of good ones in town, but there are some, also, but there's also plenty of yeah, not. And good there ones. there are plenty of people that will just take your money. There's a lot of and them. hit record, the, and, and they will they will charge you an arm and a leg, yeah. and they will not do a good job. And, and so if yeah, you're the, one of my friends yeah. listening to this, hit me up. I will steer you in the direction of a few good people, and obviously shop around, but. Yeah, it, well, know. and it's like, I was careful with that, because I, I knew enough to know that I didn't just want to go pay for somebody who was willing to take my money. I mean, at the end of the day, you can do that with your you know, garage band on your Apple. Uh, I mean, you, literally. You, you can, and, and that's why, you know, working with the guys that I, that I worked with, it was, it, was a, it was nothing but a positive experience. I mean, it was, it was you know, it's, it, you grow during the process. But, sure. But yeah, it's a, um, to have somebody that, that is uh, an actual pro, as and then somebody who you know cares about getting it right. Yeah. Because there's, I mean that 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 segment of the business is definitely riddled with people that are yeah. just trying to hustle and yeah, man. which so. I guess is almost any. Yeah, I was about to business. say almost any. probably probably any segment of the yeah. business and any yeah. segment of any business you're, any you're business. gonna find you're that. You're gonna but, find that person. But like anything else, I mean, you know, you don't you don't want to buy a car from a no. from a dishonest person no. you know so yeah yeah you, you buyer beware yeah exactly you know, just, anything, just so. shop around ask questions but you can tell pretty quick when you talk to somebody too at least I can I usually have pretty well, good and the, and the character cool, one of the cool things was that the guy that I worked with he um good friends with Sean Mullins and, okay and he actually played with Sean back in his early oh, days oh wow um and and uh so you know he's been been in the business a long time but yeah Sean Mullins is another one of my influences. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan. I, I was, you know, he, he Soul's Core hit when I was, you know, probably early teenager, yeah. early mid teenager, and, um, but then I really actually came to appreciate him after that. Yeah. Because the radio version of of Lullaby is a good tune, but yeah. when you start getting into the other Sean Mullins right. stuff. You know, he has some, I mean, Twin so, Rocks, Twin Rocks, Twin Rocks Oregon. yeah. That's one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. Is. I mean, and just, yeah. you know, and that, that for me is, I mean, because I, I, I love music in a lot of different ways and I have a we were big, talking, big yeah. appreciation for a yeah. lot of different kinds, but there, from my earliest times of listening to music, there was always something that just struck me about, you know, that's why I liked David Wilcox, that's why I like Sean, they, that, because what they did was they found a way to incorporate that storytelling yep. in a musical way. Yep. And that's Todd what they Snyder's do. a big one for me. Keep, you know, keep yeah. those chords walking. Yep. Talk it. Yep. You know, I just that that to me always was a hook. Yeah. It just, to me it, too. It, it, you know, and so. Have you ever been to uh, the Key West Songwriters Festival? No, I've you, heard. Oh, about you're about supposed it. to do it. But, Leanne yeah. and I used to go. It's the I want to say it's the it's either the first or second weekend in May. It starts. It goes for about a week. But just imagine the entire island of Key West becomes the Bluebird. I mean, it's pretty much. A, Every show, with the exception of maybe three or three, they're all at random bars around Key West. You can walk to any of them. First time I ever saw Casey Musgraves was at the Smoking Tuna Saloon. She was sitting on stage with Paul Overstreet, Casey Musgraves, and Scotty Emmerich. Do you know who Scotty Emmerich is? 
Yes. The guy. Scotty Emmerich used to play with Toby Keith yeah, all the time. He wrote all the, like, wrote, Never Smoke Weed and, with Willie again. And played and, guitar. Like, yeah, yeah. Willie Nelson style. Big old yeah. Spanish guitar. But it was those uh, three on stage. And, like, she played Burn One with John Man, I hadn't heard yeah. him in a long and, time. And um, then you would, you know. And then, you you know, you would be sitting at a bar. And a dude would come in and sit down, like, the guitar you know, guitar case down, you look, it'd be like even Stevens, the guy that wrote I Love a Rainy Night. Or, uh, you know, uh, just, and they're just all just walking around. Like, you can just wa- literally walk up to Paul Overstreet and buy him a beer, and there's no, there's never pretense. Or yeah, anything. never any of this. And what's super, out. yeah, you should do it. I, we'll probably get, we, that's what we ought to all do is plan a trip to do that because it's really not that expensive. Because all the shows are free. You just yeah. got to get to Key West, basically. Yeah. Uh, and I used to live down there. But um, you, uh, yeah, it's just, it's fun. And then, but what you were saying earlier about, you know, sometimes you hear these people and you're like, wow, you really can't sing, but you wrote that hit. Yeah. But at the same time, like, for example, I hate, there's, there's, I hate Florida Georgia Line and Rascal Flats. Like I despise them. If y'all are ever to listen to this, I still hate you. <laughs> I hate you. You're terrible. I wish you would have never made music. That being said, there's a few Rascal Flats songs that are really good, and I wish I could remember the guy's name. But I heard the guy that wrote some of their hits. Jeff, Jeffrey Steele. No, no. I know who he, you're talking about. He did write a few. He wrote of them. a couple, and yeah. he is a good artist. Yeah, that's no. I, I know what you mean though, because. But they, I, Rascal Flatts did have some good songs yes. that they recorded. Yes, and I heard. But I'm I, not a fan. I wish I could. Florida Georgia Line, they, uh, they they're at the they're at the heart of what I think is you know. And I, hate I think sound, they're. They I hate, hate to sound like a snobby. Oh no, I, I I'm a hundred percent behind being the, a snob about this. The, the 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 what's going on with the snap track bro country? is oh, killing man. me. It's, it's killing killed? me. Yeah, because that's. Like especially like coming up in the era of nineties country, yeah. which was so good. Yes, it was so good. I mean, Clint Black, Alan Jackson, and that's not a, and that's not to say like, oh well, that's just because what you because no eighties country was great. Yeah, seventies country was great. Great sixties was great. It was it was great, great. It, it, it was great up until, until the fairly night. recently. Yeah. I really think, just, and I like Garth Brooks, it, but I think Garth Brooks is where it started going downhill. Well, he did open the door mm-hmm. for that kind of pop. And I do like Garth Brooks music. I do. I do too. Love it. And I love but the cover of bunch of his started. songs. And he's no his music is nowhere oh, no. close to what we were talking about. No. But yeah, it, he opened the door for that to come in though. Yeah. And he stole his entire show from Chris Ledoux. Let's just be honest. Chris Ledoux. He'll tell you that. Yeah, he probably would. Yeah. Like all the jumping around on stage and all that stuff, running around, it's all Chris Ledoux. Good work. Well, he, yeah. made, he made it work for him. Yeah. And more power than him and Crystal do were friends. So yeah. I guess it's okay. But yes, you're 100% right. Like, man. And, you know, if you're a Florida Georgia fi- uh, land, uh, a jar, I can't talk. All <laughs> Florida Georgia line? Fan. That's what I was trying to That's a lot of F's <laughs> in that. Uh, if you are a Florida Georgia line fan, then. I'm not mad at you. That's cool. You can listen. I'm all for you to listen to whatever you want. Well, even but they, they are terrible. E, Your e, taste is even bad. with them. Their intro album was not the same. Yeah. To what they ended up being like. Oh yeah. If you go listen to that first one, it was still a level of pop country. But they, I mean, the same thing with like Luke Bryan. When Luke yeah. Bryan was coming up, I remember I used oh to like drink college, a beer in college. Yeah, Leanne. 
used to. I used to go. My see wife him used to date up. a guy that was friends with him. And I mean, and he's just a he's a guy. To, you know, I think what Leesville, Georgia, or yeah. somewhere down around there. Um, and and he, you know, he wrote his songs, mm-hmm. and he was who he was, and you know, and then next thing you know, he's got Spring Break thirteen. Yep. And you're just like, what happened? I. How, how did you, this happen? How do you go from you know good directions to yeah. spring or, break thirteen? Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, he did. I mean, it, he, it's just a little bit frustrating. Chris Stapleton, he he did a a great version of Chris Stapleton's "Drink a Beer." Yeah, that's a great song, yeah. and and the Luke Bryan version of it's a great version. Well, I mean, you know, one like, guy here we sit and Luke Bryan, yeah, yeah, doing I mean, just fine. Yeah, so it's say, like, what, yeah, but but at the same time, I. I yeah, as a consumer of music, I, I don't like. I, do I don't like what he ended like, up doing. I do feel like more recently. Every once in a while, I'll turn on the like what's happening. You know, the today's country radio station, and I'll give it. I'll give it some time, and I'll listen. And I and I, and I, and, I, and I do feel like there is a little bit of turn back. There's a few artists that are starting to make. They're not there yet, but they're making a turn. Like I do feel like like a guy like Luke Combs. Luke Combs is is a very encouraging. He's thing. starting. He's I'm not there. I'm a big fan. Of, yeah, I am too. Of his, but it's he's the first person in a while that I can say, yeah. okay, this guy's trying to make country music. There's still you can still smell the Nashville on it, yeah. but not as much. Like it's it's starting to turn yeah. towards, and I think very it's much. because he's a guy. I think you know that kind of grew up cutting his teeth on like those nineties. Stuff yeah. too. You can hear that in his stuff. Yep, I think so, man. So, man, we ran the gambit. You realize we've done an hour and thirty-five minutes. I was just like, I that's crazy. Up here. I was like, wow, an hour, yeah, an hour and thirty-five goes, minutes. It goes, it goes by, it goes by. Yeah, but yeah, it's crazy. I think, we, I think we covered it though. Yeah, yeah. Um, and all your time working in Congress, did they ever tell you about aliens? They didn't. Um, Come on, man. You know, but. Have you? Do you? But here's have the you thing, watched though. that Bob Lazar thing on Netflix? I highly recommend it if you haven't. This guy he worked at Area Fifty One, and for this he's told the same story for thirty years about what they had him work on while he was there. Well, there is. I mean, that is a fascinating thing. When you start getting into that, I mean, there there is some stuff where, uh, I mean, just in general, the stuff yeah. that has gone on. You're like. Yeah. Hmm. I do believe, and this is not to get in politics at all, and I've said this before on the podcast and I will say it again, if there was something that President Trump had seen, there is he is without a doubt the first president that would have said... Tweeted out? Oh, he would have taken it. He would have, like, there would have been like a selfie. Like he'd be, he'd be Trump man. like this, with his little tiny hands, like this. But I also believe that Trump... Is the kind of precedent where like, all right, here y'all, we know we got elected, we're not telling him about the aliens. It's just not happening. We're not telling. Because yeah. <laughs> it would come, and that's I don't mean that in any political stance. I'm right. just saying those two things are true. <laughs> Number one, they're not going to tell a guy like Trump about the, aliens, about the aliens, and if they did, we'd know Area about it. Area 51 restriction. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. <sighs> well, this has been fun, man. It's been fun, man. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for having me out. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Um, I'm gonna put it up tonight. Uh, I'm gonna mix it here in a little bit. Awesome. Normally, normally it's supposed to come out today, but we had to reschedule because I had a last minute gig last yeah, night. Which, that happens yeah, in the world sense. of music. Yep. 
Absolutely. So I'll mix this thing and no put rush, it out. No rush on my account. Oh, just yeah. this part. The YouTube will wait. We'll, you, we'll get to y'all, but this will be out. <laughs> this is easy. This part's it's, easy. Um, anything, yeah. anything else you want to tell the folks? Like, what's your website? Yeah, Stuff I mean, like that. Yeah, just that. I mean, anybody that's interested, martinjosephmusic.com is the website. Uh, you can pretty much find all all you need there. There's links to the social media um, but you can also find me at uh, at Martin Joseph Music on Instagram, Facebook. Um, the Twitter handle is uh, something different that I'm blanking on, but it's on the website there. Um, you can listen to the songs for free on the website. You can go to iTunes. Do you have a download for free on your website, or is you just listen? You can listen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Listen, get get a feel for it. But uh, yeah, MartinJosephMusic.com, and and then you can also follow when there when there are things coming up. You can tracking there yeah but yeah uh especially on probably most active on instagram and yeah give, give me a follow and and uh stay tuned he's got a bunch of youtube videos up too don't let him for he's got yeah, a lot, he's got a lot of cool stuff he's the, got some covers a, and originals he's got some same cool thing stuff. there at martin uh martin just music on on youtube uh and got some covers and got some originals and and uh some of the stuff that's not produced, you can find there. And I'll so. put links to all this stuff in the show notes. So if you just scroll down, awesome. hit a click, it'll take you right to all those places. You got any shows coming up? You playing anywhere soon? Uh, stay tuned. Okay. Yeah, I got some, well, some new stuff. But like yeah. you said, follow along with him and you'll yeah, find it. Yeah, I got some stuff. Uh, yeah, iron it out. So follow along and, and you'll see it. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, you do have one show coming up. Yeah, I'll be a, with week you. From this Sunday, a week from this Sunday. If you're listening, if you're listening today, let's Before just con- August let's 25th. just consider it is uh, August the 14th when you're listening to this. If it's after that, yes, August the 25th, right? Yep, August uh, 25th. He'll be with me at the Hog and Ale. We do that every Sunday night. It's from seven to eight thirty. We trade songs back and forth. The food's good. The beer's cheap. You know, we'll have you home at a reasonable hour it's it's an hour and a half show get you get you home um, before johnny carson yep. as eddie used yeah, to say, as eddie used to say. Yeah. and it's not super loud you know you can have you can bring your kids you know all those things um so yeah good stuff. it'll be a good time this week uh it's lane denton it's gonna be my guest yeah. this sunday i've heard him a couple times yeah. lane's a good guy yeah he's a good guy well yeah. cool um anything. thanks again man of course dude yeah we'll do it again and we're, we're gonna do that songwriters thing we're going to do the, put the, number one, you and I should just sit down and write a song one day. Agreed. Where do you live at? Are you close? Uh, kind of, down in Cobb County, like Smyrna. Oh, okay. So not yeah, so, not yeah, so far I used away. to live in Smyrna. Um, but, um, yeah, so we'll, you and I will get together and write a song sometime. Number two, we're going to do the thing where we get a few of us together and put a song yeah, in absolutely. a hat. And number three, we, without a doubt, are going to keep doing these songwriters in the round on concert window. So I will count on it. Yep. So Sounds all those good. things will happen, and there's no telling what else that kind of idea will come up with. I have ideas more than I should. Uh, Somebody's so. got to. Good Thanks stuff, for being man. here, dude. Yeah, man. All right, y'all. Had a blast. Thank y'all so much for listening. Most? Yeah, and uh, thank you for watching. And until I talk to y'all again, y'all be nice to one another. drink tonight I thought I was doing alright when it passes through 
that thought of you wrecks my mind So I set that glass aside You can't say that I didn't try Oh, but I'll need something stronger Just a little bit longer, I guess Chasing water with whiskey and wondering how you did this to me. I'm drowning my pain, hoping and praying, digging deep but sinking down low. You can find me solo, trying to break free. Chasing my water with whiskey. And everything we used to be Damn, this old beat in my chest It won't give me no rest at all Yeah, I wish it would leave me alone And let me go out on my own Instead of always hanging around And dragging me down like this So tonight I Chasing water with whiskey and wondering how you did this to me. Yeah, I'm drowning my pain, hoping and praying, digging deep but sinking down low. You can find me so low, trying to break free. Chasing my water with whiskey. Down low. I'm chasing water. 